Today is Thursday, November 17th, 2022, and breaking Joe Biden under criminal investigation by House Republicans. Chuck Schumer says he wants to legalize 11 million illegal immigrants because Americans aren't having enough sex. And Elon Musk shakes up Twitter again. You ready for hardcore Twitter? My name is Benny Johnson. This is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, why do we hope on this channel? Why are we optimistic on this channel? We try and set messages. And part of the regime tool to try and hurt you and to destroy our movement of just freedom-loving people, this ain't about Republicans. And let, this, let, me, let me state this very clearly. I hate Republicans more than Democrats. I don't like Republicans more than Democrats. At least Democrats will stab you in the face. Republicans will often stab you in the back. And so we try and set a narrative on this channel in order to uplift, okay, in order to uplift our freedom movement, just freedom-minded people who believe that we have autonomy over our own bodies, who want security in our own streets, who want to be able to raise our kids, who like traditional values, who are proud of our heritages. That's what this audience is made of. And one of the greatest tools of the regime is to hurt you psychologically to demoralize you and to make you believe that nothing good is happening and that you are losing when in fact you are winning. This is how small, totally corrupt politicians inside the Soviet Union or Mao's China or inside of Weimar Germany can control the vast majority of the population. And it's through the ability to degrade the majority and to depress them, to demoralize them. This is a tactic. The KGB uses this tactic. You must demoralize the people. And so they've been going about the system of demoralizing you and telling you that you are not victorious. You are not ascendant. And they've tried every trick in the book to do this. And it's hard to break through when they control all manner of and means of mass communication, whether that be social media, whether that be new media, old media, corporate media, they try so hard to degrade and to demoralize you, and we are going to break the matrix. Ladies and gentlemen, I saw a tweet yesterday from uh, someone that, you know, I don't, I've never seen this account before in my life, but it really struck me, and I put it up on all of my social media. It said this, Trump is running. Florida is completely red. Elon Musk took over Twitter. Majority in the Supreme Court, control of the House, Roe v. Wade overturned, Republicans win popular vote, Nancy Pelosi is fired, parents fighting back. Cheer up, we are winning. You cannot get rid of this rot overnight. The only way you can get rid of this rot is to take the first step, to put your armor on, to bang your sword against your shield, and to march forward, to march forward. And that is what we shall do on this show. We didn't like the midterm results. We've spent four or five shows talking about ballot harvesting, ballot algorithms, mail-in voting, permanent mail-in voting and automatic mail-in voting in some states, and how that system can work for Republicans and how we can have better outcomes when it uh, comes to the mechanisms of elections. I myself liked it when it was one candidate versus another candidate and they fought in the ring and the best ideas, the best debater and the best candidate won. I liked that system. I thought that system benefited Republicans by and large. But unfortunately, in many places around the country, it is far more about how many ballots you can hoover up in the 30 days before the election. 
The Democrats have a big head start on us there, and we are going to be announcing some very big things, working with a couple of friends of ours, a couple of various organizations that actually care about the future of this country. We are going to break that matrix. Hear me. We are going to destroy that system. We are going to make it work for us because we outnumber them. And our message outnumbers them. And to the normie who wants to just eat wings and drink Bud Light and watch the NFL, those are our people. You ever been to a NASCAR event? You ever looked around at 100,000 people at the Daytona 500? Those are our people. You gone to a country concert lately? Those are our people. And there's no reason why you can't have drop boxes at country concerts or at churches or at NASCAR races. We are just not playing the same way that they're playing. They're using tools that are available and legal, and we will defeat them in those tools. This tweet, I put it up on all of my social media, got massive engagement last night. And it said to us and the producers of this show, we got to go in and we got to give people hope. Demoralization is a tactic of the left. It is a tactic of the Marxist. So do not be demoralized. And remember, they know what time it is. They know. Do we? It's time to fight, ladies and gentlemen. This means that we must consider what happens when we get power. When you get power, you must wield power. You must take the gavel when you get it, and you must wield it. You have to use that power for good. And so now is a time to begin to show the American people that we can use our power for good. And that brings us to some pretty shocking news over the past 24 minutes, not hours, just moments ago inside of the United States House. Now, we have been in opposition to Mitch McConnell and to Kevin McCarthy's leadership because it delivered very, very opaque and very weak results in a midterm that was historically bad for Democrats and should have been historically good for Republicans. However, we are going to judge these people by their results. I think that Mitch McConnell, who is 80, is far past the, the, the fray. He is beyond the pale. Mitch McConnell cannot be saved. There is no saving of corporatist Mitch McConnell, and he must be put out to pasture with the rest of the tortoises inside of the Galapagos uh, exhibit in your local zoo. Munch on lettuce the rest of your life. Kevin McCarthy has a shot to show us what he will do as leader and what they will do in the majority that was just clinched over the last 48 hours for Republicans inside of the House. So what is the first act? They, of course, don't have Full power yet. That will happen in January when the official new Congress is sworn in. That will happen in January when Kevin McCarthy gets the gavel and when Republicans get the power inside of their committees and the chairmanship of their committees. Now, Kevin McCarthy is on lock in order to get approximately the same number of House seats that Nancy Pelosi had in her majority over the last four years. Nancy Pelosi was able to rain bloody hell on conservatives and on our movement in the House. There's a reason why Nancy Pelosi is hated more than Biden, more than Soros, more than Schumer. Nobody even knows what those people are doing, by and large, in relation to Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi is the most hated person by our movement, by and large, because she is very effective in the House at wielding power, wielding power. And so when Kevin McCarthy gets 
a razor thin majority, there are playbooks to be read as it concerns wielding that power and doing it effectively. So we were watching with bated breath as to what Kevin McCarthy would do. Kevin McCarthy was on Sean Hannity's show last night, and here's what he had to say as it pertains to his wielding of power inside of the new House majority for the GOP. Now, I know we have Congressman Comer coming up, and uh, he is on the House Oversight Committee. He says he's ready to subpoena Hunter Biden. Uh, Jim Jordan is now... uh, going to be looking into whether or not the FBI has been politicized, the DOJ has been weaponized. Uh, That's an important investigation. Well, we also have investigations into the NIH, the possible uh, funding through the eco-alliance of the Wuhan uh, Virology Lab. In other words, did did American taxpayers help pay for COVID-19? Will that be part of the investigative? Is that that on the investigative list? Yeah, we've already begun. We want to know the origins of where COVID began so we never have that happen again. Who funded it? How did it get there? We want to know what happened in the last 60 days of Afghanistan. Why didn't the president listen to the military, creating 13 new gold star families that never should have taken place? We've got a number of ways. Why did the DOJ go after parents and call them terrorists? How can we have a secretary of homeland calling that this border is secure when you have more than 2.7 individuals illegally coming across? Are the number of people on the terrorist watch list coming into America? What do they have planned? Who are they talking to? And why are they here? That's just the start. Welcome to the all-important election month of November, ladies and gentlemen. What do people care about? In this month, well, polling shows that seven out of 10 Americans think that inflation is the number one issue in America right now, and they are correct. Politicians are always talking about kitchen table issues. Well, what's on your kitchen table? Groceries. How's your grocery bill doing? How about the gas to get those groceries? How's your gas prices where you live? Inflation is rampant and it's insane. It's only caused by one thing the communists in Washington, D.C. spending too much money. That is why my family hedges against the withering effects of inflation on our savings by investing in gold. We invest in gold with our dear friends at Birch Gold. They have helped us protect our savings from 40-year high inflation. Text Benny to 989898 for your free info kit on diversifying into gold. Plus, when you do this by the end of the month, by Black Friday, you'll get a free gold bar with each purchase. Man, it's nice to open up my security deposit box and see those gold bars glistening. See something that Joe Biden cannot destroy. Ladies and gentlemen, I went gold and I'll never go back. Go gold today. Invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. Text Benny to 989898. So Kevin McCarthy was asked point blank there, and he has a very interesting style, Kevin McCarthy. He has very measured, sober uh, 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 solemn style, Kevin McCarthy. He doesn't get excited. You've never heard the man yell. And so you could be forgiven for assuming that this guy would not bring the guns to the gunfight, that this guy would probably bring a butter knife to the gunfight or maybe one of those rubber spatulas. And so that's part of the reason why we have been against his speakership is we were not sure that he knew what time it was and that he would be the leader for this moment. However, if you were to forgive the syntax of that 
comment and look at, at what he actually said. Kevin McCarthy is saying, yes, we will investigate Hunter Biden. Yes, we will investigate Joe Biden. Yes, we will investigate the origins of COVID. Yes, we're going to investigate Afghanistan. That was his response. And yes, we're going to investigate the Gold Star families uh, that were made because of Joe Biden's uh, total incompetence and suicidal negligence inside of Afghanistan. Okay, good. Fine. Now is the time for us to hold Kevin McCarthy to his words. And I was watching that last night on Hannity. And I said, hmm, well, he's making these promises not as an not as like a we should do it, but we will do it. So this is something that we can hang our hats on and we can actually judge him by this. And lo and behold, lo and behold, this morning, I get this night and alarm fire from my team saying, I can't believe it's happening. It's happening. We turn on the TV. We turn on the studio TVs. And here before us sits the Judiciary Committee and an investigative body soon to be the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, walking out in front of the cameras of the nation and the world, and James Comer, the two lead investigators in the House, saying, we will be bringing a criminal investigation down upon the head of not Hunter Biden, not Jim Biden, not Ashley Biden, hiding in the shower, not Alice Cooper, who's our first lady, but Joe Biden, of all people. Joe Biden is now the subject of a criminal investigation. This is being allowed by McCarthy. This is being orchestrated with GOP leadership, and we applaud them. Wow. Jim Jordan began this conference by saying, Dear FBI, you scum. You have interfered in enough elections and you have meddled in enough criminal investigations. You're not doing your jobs to investigate the Biden crime family. So we will do it. Watch. What the FBI was doing. We know these 51 former intel officials, they got security clearance. How often are they talking to the FBI? Are they talking to the FBI? Who's doing the talking? Who's doing the briefing? Were they briefed? There's, there's so many questions that need answered so we can get to the bottom of this. And the final thing I would say is this. Uh, a colleague of mine said this in a committee hearing a few weeks ago, uh, Mr. Gates, he said, when is the FBI going to quit interfering with elections? 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden story. 2022, they raided the president's home 91 days before an election. Maybe it'd be nice if the FBI and the Justice Department just stayed out of it and let we the people decide who we think should represent us, who we think should lead us. That's supposed to be how America works. So this is the focus on the Judiciary Committee, the political nature at the Justice Department and the linkage now to what was happening with the Hunter Biden story. Again, just 15 days before we have a presidential election. Ladies and gentlemen, what? Are we finally seeing the growth of brass inside of the balls of our GOP representatives? Iron inside of the spine, gunpowder in their gut? What was that? Just ripped my face off. Jim Jordan of Ohio, friend of the show, been on the show. We asked a number of people on the show today. We will be joined by legal scholar Mike Davis soon to talk about exactly what this means criminally for Joe Biden. But all of them are busy right now drafting what they are going to be investigating and subpoenas at this very moment of the Biden crime family. It's actually happening. We couldn't believe it. James Comer comes walking out. House Oversight Chairman James Comer. Get used to that name. That is a name. And this man, 
is going to be the top investigator into the Biden crime family investigation, focusing not on Hunter, not on throwing the crackhead in prison. And that may well happen because Hunter Biden is already the subject of a grand jury investigation that is ongoing. Hunter Biden's crimes, as we have covered on this show, extended the hundreds, according to a researcher, Marco Polo. And we'll get that uh, research and we'll put it up on screen for you. Hunter Biden will be going to prison. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. There is a preponderance of evidence, but who cares? He is just a derelict crackhead. Scumbag. Nobody cares about this guy. What you care about is the mob boss. Who is the Al Capone here? Who is the John Gotti? The head of the family just so happens to be Joe Biden. And that's why I literally spit out my coffee when I saw for the first time in my adult life, this side of Donald Trump winning in 2016, this side of Donald Trump saying, because you'd be in jail. It's just really good. It's just really good that we don't have someone, Donald Trump, in charge of the law in this country. Because you'd be in jail. That was the first time in my adult life I saw Republicans with fight in their blood. Donald Trump clipping that. Debates, 2016, Hillary Clinton. Man, I remember the very, I remember the color of the room I was in. I couldn't believe it. This may be the second time in my life that I see Republicans who are not tucking tail between their legs and gimping ball gag in their mouth for Democrats getting dog walked. James Comer ain't going to get dog walked. He's going to do the walking. Listen to this. As such, this investigation will be a top priority. We are releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We are also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. National security interests require the committee conduct investigation, and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. I want to be clear, this is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that is where the committee will focus this next Congress. Whoa. Were you counting on this? Did you see in the corner that Republicans just clinched the House with 218 votes? And this is their opening salvo. This is their shot across the bow. They don't even have power yet. And they are announcing direct implied investigations into Joe Biden. And as you can see on screen right here, 
is a Marco Polo investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop, a forensic investigation into the crimes of Hunter Biden's laptop. This laptop contains a hundred, correction, hundreds of crimes for Hunter Biden and dozens of crimes for Joe Biden. We're very proud of our growing company here at The Benny Show. We're very proud of our growing audience. And for that, we have you to thank the listener. But we wouldn't be able to do this show without the technology that backs the show up. And the most important piece of technology is our cell phones. It keeps a news show like ours up and online. It keeps our team of 15 people connected in and out during this crazy news era and certainly during our live broadcast. And so that is why we trust pure talk to keep us connected and to keep us in the black as a company because pure talk allows us to run a smooth operation a connected operation and a quick operation at the benny show there's literally no reason to pay for at&t or t-mobile or verizon 80 bucks a month switch to pure talk for half the price blazing fast data at 30 bucks a month. We use it at The Benny Show and you should too. Pure Talk wants to keep the customer happy and Pure Talk loves America. It's a company that's founded by a U.S. veteran and they create jobs here in America. It's a company that supports me and my values. I invite you to switch to Pure Talk just like our company did. It'll take you as little as 10 minutes. Show corporate America that you're done funding leftist policies. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to save 50% off your first month. Again, puretalk.com, promo code code Benny to make the switch to Pure Talk. This, according to the research, we'll probably do a more, uh, we'll probably cover this later in the show with Mike, but this lap, this forensic audit of the laptop shows which crimes and details which federal crimes were broken inside of the Biden crime family that we know of. This is just the publicly available information, not the subpoenaed information that Congress will subpoena. As James Comer told us, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden committed crimes in 50 countries. What? Committee Republicans have identified over 50 countries the Biden family sought businesses in. On the international side of the Biden family business, the deals were often led by Hunter Biden. And that map there behind Clay shows all the countries where the Bidens had a footprint in international business dealings. The investigation reveals a family that engaged with some of America's most powerful adversaries, planning to sell one of the largest sources of cobalt for electric vehicles in the world to the Chinese, for example. The Bidens flourished and became millionaires by simply offering access to the family. Among the dozens of shell companies the Bidens set up, there were millions of dollars of wire transfers, flights on Air Force Two, to conduct personal business and meetings with heads of state, all while Joe Biden was aware of what was happening. All the while, he turned a blind eye. Many transactions related to these businesses have raised red flags at U.S. banks. A suspicious activity report, or SAR, is a document a bank must file with the Treasury Department when a transaction is suspected to be related to money laundering or fraud or other types of criminal activity. According to media reports, the Biden family accumulated over 150 SARs. One SAR generated by an American bank to the Treasury Department connects Hunter Biden and his business associates to international human trafficking, 
among other illegal activities. International human trafficking is arguably the sickest crime that you could possibly commit. You see on your screen right now, can we scroll through this, Bryce? You see right now on your screen, this is a absolutely daunting and exhaustive report of every crime. Look at them. Look at this. When the crime was committed, where the crime was committed, who committed the crime, and what the crime was based on the federal statutes. There they are, black and white, on your screen. Black and white, on your screen. You're looking at them right now. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of crimes from the Biden crime family. Human trafficking from the Biden crime family. As spoken there by the chief investigator in the United States House, James Comer. What do we know? We know that much like that ugly sweater that your grandma knit you and that she will give you for Christmas, when you pull on that thread, the entire thing is going to come apart. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for more moments like this. Matt Gates, a few months ago, talking to the head of cybersecurity inside of the FBI, saying, where the hell is Hunter Biden's laptop? Leading to one of the most shocking moments in congressional committee hearings that you will ever see. Please take it away and get ready. You think this is good? We are going to have years of it. The cabal is going to break. So where is it? The laptop. Sir, I'm not here to talk about the laptop. I'm here to talk about the FBI cyber program. You are the assistant director of FBI cyber. I want to know where Hunter Biden's laptop is. Where is it? Sir, I don't know that answer. That is astonishing to me. Is, has, has FBI cyber assessed whether or not Hunter Biden's laptop could be a point of vulnerability, allowing America's enemies to hurt our country? Sir, the FBI cyber program is based off of what's codified in Title 18 or um, Title 18, Section 1030, a code which talks about computer intrusions, right, using nefarious intent. Network well, you've talked about passwords here. I mean, Hunter Biden's password on his laptop was Hunter 02. He drops it off at a repair store. I'm holding the receipt from Max Computer Repair, where in December 2019, they turned over this laptop to the FBI. And what now you're telling me right here is that as the assistant director of FBI cyber, you don't know where this is after it was turned over to you three years ago. Yes, sir. That's an accurate statement. How are Americans supposed to trust that you can protect us from the next colonial pipeline if it seems that you can't locate a laptop that was given to you three years ago from the first family, potentially creating vulnerabilities for our country? Of course, creating vulnerabilities for our country and also creating vulnerabilities for the FBI, who has had this laptop since 2018. We continue to effort to get John Paul Isaac. This is the laptop repair store owner. He's written a book. He is suing the Biden crime family. This man is innocent. He simply brought to bear the bloody OJ glove and knife of our political era. If you are old enough, you will remember that in the O.J. Simpson trial, bloody gloves and bloody knives were left everywhere with DNA on them. 
This was the crime scene of the century, and Hunter Biden's laptop is the political equivalent to the bloody glove and the bloody knife. Maybe we should make Hunter Biden on camera log in to his laptop. You know, there's plenty of images and photos and videos on that laptop that sort of prove without a shadow of a doubt that this was Hunter's and that we should take this seriously. And the only reason to not take it seriously is if you are criminally compromised with Joe Biden, that would be the Federal Bureau of Investigation, if you were trying to save face and protect this regime, and it is why this laptop will become the center piece of evidence going forward for the GOP. Thank God for Matt Gates entering it into the congressional record, meaning it's now in the Library of Congress. You can all go get Hunter Biden's laptop. Thanks, Matt. It's a cyber asset. This is a point of vulnerability. If there are passwords, if there are business deals, if there are references to things that could harm our country, like you can't even sit here right now and say that you know that there's not a point of vulnerability. Maybe there are other crimes, maybe there are tax issues or whatever, but as it relates to our, I mean, is the first family sufficient cyber infrastructure to protect? You don't even know if they're compromised. Tell you what, Mr. Chairman, I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, which I'm in possession of. I'm not. Hmm? There's no objection to that. <laughs> Jerry Nather. <sighs> yeah, there's no objection to that. So the Hunter Biden laptop entered in the congressional record already done. Get going, boys. Let's go get them, boys. Now is our time. What did the GOP do today in detail? Let us begin. Republicans claiming that President Joe Biden was involved in this on Hunter Biden's controversial foreign business dealings, which allegedly span 50 different countries, lawmakers said in a press conference on Thursday morning, just moments ago. Comes one day after the GOP clinched 218 seats in the House of Representatives, cementing their majority to end investigative powers into the next Congress. But GOP reps James Comer accused Biden of being chairman of the board of his family's business dealings and even claimed that the White House spent more than $250,000 to deflect negative stories on Hunter. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, he said. Let me read it again. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, James Comer said. I think we laid the evidence as to why we feel it's important. And we're going to move forward with that. Comer said that he even liked the members of the Biden family to testify before the House when asked, but said the main focus of their probe now will be access to bank records. As part of our investigation, we have evidence that the finances, credit cards, and bank accounts of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden were commingled, if not shared, Republican lawmakers said. He said that these accounts linked to the Biden family raised red flags and suspicions of illegal activity. The president had long denied involvement and knowledge of his son's foreign business dealings. Of course, this is a blatant lie. And we know that it is a lie. And we are aware that the entire edifice of the regime's lies will come crumbling down with just a simple majority inside of the House. The House is a lead investigative body. The House is where they decided to constitute the January 6th investigative committee. So get ready for Democrats to suddenly and shockingly and very quickly be against investigative committee is into presidential crimes. They cheered on the January 6th committee. They literally wanted to broadcast it and demanded it be broadcast in prime time, something that we will do, of course. And damn it, ABC News, CBS and NBC better be broadcasting these 
criminal investigations into the Biden crime family in prime time, because that's what's coming down the pike. That's where this is headed. And there's a new rule in town called the Steve Bannon rule, which is if you don't cooperate with a congressional subpoena, well, then you get charged and get sent to prison. Steve Bannon rule now. So subpoena everything. They're going after everything. The GOP, in in fact, plans to launch an investigation into Hunter Biden and Afghanistan. This, according to the New York Post, Jim Banks vowed Sunday that Republicans will probe the chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal and the scandal scarred first son Hunter Biden. That means that Congress did not do their job in providing the type of oversight to the origins of covid and lockdowns, closures of schools. We are going to be looking into Afghanistan. Do not lose hope, ladies and gentlemen. Do not lose hope. The GOP on day one of their majority is coming out punching and swinging and brawling. Clay Higgins is a member of Congress from Louisiana. Clay Higgins had a shocking clip this last week as he was asking, grilling, and humiliating Director Ray of the FBI as it pertained to FBI agents in disguise as MAGA supporters inside of the U.S. Capitol on January 6th? I have not heard of this. What does he know that we don't know? Inside of a Republican-controlled Congress, you may find out a taste of things to come. Watch. Director Ray, does, it, does the FBI have confidential human sources? Uh, did the FBI have confidential human sources embedded within the January 6th protesters on January 6th of 2021? Well, Congressman, as I'm sure you can appreciate, I have to be very careful about what I can say about when. Even now, because that's what you told us two years ago. May I finish? Uh, About when we do and do not and where we have and have not used confidential human sources. Uh, But to the extent that there's a suggestion, for example, that the FBI's confidential human sources or FBI employees in some way instigated or orchestrated January 6th, that's categorically false. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being open? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. Can you not tell the American people? No, we did not have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters position inside the Capitol. Gentlemen's time has expired. You should not read anything into my decision Uh, not to share information. Wait, it should be a no. So the line of questioning was, did you have confidential human sources or FBI agents dressed as MAGA supporters inside of the Capitol during January 6th ready to go inside the Capitol? He can't say no to that. You can't just answer the simple question. Ted Cruz had a very similar line of questioning for the FBI. I think we should probably we should probably pull that one up. Ted Cruz had a very similar line of questioning for Director Ray, asking very similar uh, probing assertions. Did you have uniformed FBI agents dressed up as MAGA supporters during January 6th? And they couldn't answer, I think, it was the deputy director of the FBI who was there under the grilling of Ted Cruz. Now, unfortunately, the GOP will not have the Senate. 
and we had no faith in Mitch McConnell as Senate leader as it pertains to a investigation of the Biden crime family. Mitch McConnell comes from the same cut of a jib as Joe Biden does. Mitch McConnell is from the same uniparty that Joe Biden leads. Mitch McConnell is effectively a Democrat and Kentucky should stop electing him. We are we have no faith in McConnell. But we have to say, like, with and as it pertains to Kevin McCarthy, this is coming out not just swinging. This is coming out bare knuckle brawling. Uh, Brad Pitt from uh, Snatch, bare knuckle boxing. Like these are this is pikey stuff. Th- these the, the, like these are gypsies in trailers, like swinging knuckles right now, putting up fisticuffs over this. And it is quite frankly, like shocking to us. We stand before you shocked. We played you the clips and we're bringing to you the real news this morning. And I think we have images here uh, of what the uh, actual conference looked like this morning. Some of our favorites up at the conference. Have a look. You have Jim Jordan there. You have uh, Byron Donalds behind Paul Gosar, James Comer, Andy Biggs. These are the good guys. And guys, where do we get our where do we get our photos? Where do we get our photos here? Do we take this with like a like a Nokia? Someone playing Snake on their Nokia? Where do these come from? There's Byron Donalds there. You have Virginia Fox. You have the good guys. There's Clay Higgins. Yo, get ready. This is what's happening. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here. We're out here. Ladies and gentlemen, our favorite lawyer, our favorite legal scholar and a man who is living and breathing testament that if you do not give up, you can win. The man who got Brett Kavanaugh through the Senate confirmation hearing. The man who is solely responsible for the conservative majority on the Supreme Court. So for all you black pill doomers out there, remember this. We have the House. We have a conservative majority on the Supreme Court. And Democrats are going to lose the Senate next time around. We'll say it right now. You have Joe Manchin. You have so many, you have Sheldon Whitehouse in Ohio. You have all these people. This was a very tough year for Republicans in the Senate. Next go round is going to be an absolute filleting. So do not lose hope. And a man who's here to talk us through what is happening in the House right now, our favorite lawyer buddy, and another bare knuckle brawler himself, Mike Davis joins the program. Mike, high energy show uh, today. Uh, sorry for the 30 minute introduction there, but people have to know now is not the time to lose hope. And now is not the time to be demoralized. And flipping on my television this morning, I could not actually believe my eyes seeing brass bald Republicans walk out and say Joe Biden is the center of a criminal investigation. What will be happening to Joe Biden and what will happen now in the House, Mike? Well, it's good that Republicans took back the House of Representatives. It means that we're going to have a Republican speaker. It means we're going to have Republican committee chairmen, and those committee chairmen are going to have subpoena power, and they're going to be able to haul in uh, people for these various investigations, whether it's Tony Fauci and the COVIDians for what they did to us for two years with their with their COVID lockdowns, their their unnecessary COVID lockdowns, the cure was much worse than the than, than the disease. We're going to see uh, maybe Hunter Biden, uh, the president, the president's son, and maybe the president's brother uh, James come before the House to explain why the Chinese 
and the Ukrainian, uh, they were they were receiving Chinese and Ukrainian uh, funding, millions of dollars in funding, while Joe Biden was the vice president of the United States, and how that affected America's policy and China and Ukraine. It's it's funny now that uh, Biden is the president. The two biggest trouble spots in the world are Ukraine and China. So it's interesting. Uh, is the president of the United States compromised uh, because of his prior uh, dealings, potential dealings? We saw smoking gun evidence on Hunter Biden's laptop of 10 percent to the big guy, meaning did Vice President Joe Biden get 10 percent of the uh, of the cut of these of these corrupt foreign dealings with Hunter and James? And that's something that absolutely needs to be looked into. There's so much the the the, the Biden Justice Department has been politicized and weaponized to go after every Trump supporter, every Trump advisor, even President Trump himself. But we want to give amnesty to the Biden crime family. Uh, so uh, we, we have the, the Justice Department going after Christians, pro-life Christians plant, praying outside of, uh, of abortion clinics. But we're going to give amnesty to these abortion activists who are firebombing fire Catholic churches and pro-life pregnancy centers. So we have a clear double standard in the Justice Department, and they need to haul in Attorney General Merrick Garland, Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, Associate Attorney General uh, Benita Gupta, the head, of, the head of the Civil Rights Division, Kristen Clark. There's a whole bunch of people who need to come before the House and explain themselves. What will be the result, as we have seen the Steve Bannon rule, is that if you don't uh, subscribe and cooperate with the congressional subpoena, then you go to prison. Will that be equally applied? I think the statute of limitations is five years, so there, it's not going to happen during the Biden regime. The, this, the Attorney General Merrick Garland has completely politicized and weaponized this Justice Department, but when President Trump wins back the White House in January of 2025, uh, we'll have a new Attorney General, and maybe that new Attorney, I, I hope it's someone like Harmeet Dillon as the Attorney General of the United States that can go in there, who can go in there and really clean up that place and actually bring back the rule of law and have one system of justice in America for everyone instead of two systems of justice, one for the ruling elite, the uniparty ruling elite in Washington, and one for everyone else. You, were you shocked to hear that Joe Biden was the subject of this criminal investigation in the House? They just came straight out. They didn't say your crackhead son. They didn't say this like derelict who doesn't pay his child support payments uh, for his illegitimate children with hookers. Like they said, Joe Biden, this is the person we're targeting. Were, were you shocked by that? It shouldn't be shocking to anyone. Just look at Hunter Biden's laptop. There is smoking, crystal clear smoking gun evidence that a foreign corruption of the Biden crime family, including Joe Biden himself. He talks about 10 percent to the, to the big guy. We, we saw Bobolinsky uh, uh, testifying or going going talking to reporters about this. There is the, the Biden administration, uh, the, the, the Garland Justice Department, even the FBI, the corrupt FBI under the Trump administration. They hid this. They hid this. And we need to get to the bottom of this. The Bidens are compromised. Okay, so you so you talked about Donald Trump, your former boss, somebody who you worked with to get either personally or to shepherd three Supreme Court justices onto the Supreme Court during his tenure. Donald Trump said this two years ago that the Biden regime will probably be looking into the 25th Amendment in order to protect Joe. I have the clip for you and I want you to react. Free speech is under assault like never before. The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me. 
but will come back to haunt Joe Biden and the Biden administration. As the expression goes, be careful what you wish for. Careful what you wish for. Thoughts? Well, I mean, the 25th Amendment is for incapacitated presidents. It's very clear that uh, President Biden's not all there. And I don't think anyone even pretends like he's all there. He uh, he shows obvious signs of dementia. He was stupid before he became president. Now he's potentially demented and stupid. Uh, so what's going to happen? We're going to see that in, uh, you know, under our Constitution, if you get past uh, Jan- uh, this this coming January, then what happens is, I mean, God, God help us if Kamala Harris becomes president. But if if Joe Biden steps down for whatever reason and Kamala Harris becomes president uh, starting in January, she can finish out those two years of Biden's term and then run for two, four more year, uh, four year terms for a total of 10 years. If she if Biden had to step down before January, then it counts as a presidential term for Kamala Harris. So she can only run for one more term. I, uh, God, our help, God help our. I mean, that's the problem, Ben, is do we have a demented, stupid president or do we have Kamala Harris who's worse? And so that that's where we are right now as a country. So in conclusion here, Mike, what do you expect to come of this? What do you expect to happen in the House? You know these members very closely. You work with them. I know that you were an advisor to many in the Senate and in the House. And there's none better in Washington, Washington D.C. in the belly of the beast to advise on these topics, what would be your paths to actually making hay here, not just working for nothing? We've seen this with Durham. People have been disappointed in the past. What would be your what would be an actual solution here to get something out of these investigations other than just PR? I would be uh, focused. I would be smart and I would be dogged and I would focus like a laser beam on covid and uh, the the government's response, the cover up of COVID, how they responded to COVID. I would drag Fauci in there. I would focus like a laser beam on COVID. I would focus like a laser beam on the Biden crime family and their corruption in Ukraine and China. And I would fo- focus like a laser beam on how the Garland, the, the uh, Biden and the Garland Justice Department has been politicized and weaponized. Focus on and actually then throw in uh, the, the border with my orchids as well. Those four investigations will be the key investigations. And it's it's very very important for the American people to see a sharp contrast in the next presidential election between the Biden regime and, and, and the Trump, uh, the Trump campaign, or if Trump decides not to run the DeSantis campaign. Yeah, that, I mean, hey, listen, suddenly Democrats don't like House investigations into presidents and potential criminal activity. Isn't that shocking, Mike? It's a shocker. Yeah, it's it's amazing how they don't want oversight anymore. So, yeah. Well, we're going to give it to him. Thank you, Mike Davis. Godspeed. Thank you, Ben. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a uh, live and and a a shot like a, a breaking news, a piece of breaking news right now. Live clip of the Democrat National Committee straight from the DNC. We have a live feed. Uh, This program, thank you for your support of this program, by the way. It allows us to get live feeds like this. We have a camera in front of the Democrat National Committee, a direct response. We're going to go to a direct response to them hearing that Joe Biden is personally under investigation. Okay, uh, let's take it now. Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States. President Obama. 
solution for the great honor to be able to introduce for the first time ever anywhere the 45th president of the United <laughs> Thank you so much for your support. If you wish to support our program, please click like, please click subscribe on YouTube. If you really want to help us out, go to your little podcast app and click subscribe. Follow the Benny Show podcast. That helps us out a lot. Of course, we are free every morning. We have no corporate overlords. We have no strings attached here. Okay, got no strings to hold me down. We will give you the straight dish. We will bring on the people who will tell you the truth. And we will show you, ladies and gentlemen, what is happening. around. We won't tell you. We will show you. And so let us show you something that we thought was very interesting here from Mike Waltz. Mike Waltz inside of the GOP. He is a representative from Florida. He's a Republican. And he is saying, as it pertains to the blue state voting laws, that Republicans will win this battle because we have more people that agree with us than agree with the Democrats. And we can out harvest ballots. I know it sounds like a dirty word mail-in balloting, harvesting balloting, but he says that we can build the infrastructure to win. They already did it in Florida. Florida was a trial run for this, working for Republicans. I am broadcasting to you from downtown Tampa Bay. I'm broadcasting to you right now from our brand new studios in Tampa. Ladies and gentlemen, I was able to cast early votes for Republicans in this state. I could have voted by mail in this state if I wished. Republic Millions of Republicans voted early and voted by mail in this state. And what happened? We won in a landslide. A true red wave happened right here in Florida. Here's Congressman Mike Waltz saying exactly how we can defeat Democrats every election as long as we get smart with the machinery of voting. We need to have confidence in our democracy and our republic. And when you have foreign actors looking to muck around that are mucking around uh, inside of our election, uh, we need not to say we need to make America like Florida, but come on, uh, right. we we need within hours. California needs to change their state voting laws then because they what's going so on is absolutely illegal. Nevada, you yeah. know, on down. And then you know, we need to do some soul searching in terms of why we didn't do better uh, on our messaging. But also, uh, you know, look, we need to, I think, move somewhat away from this same day uh, 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 from accountability or from showing up to vote. Mail works for our rural voters absolutely works for uh, our senior citizens. If you do it right, you have integrity. Uh, mail can really work for us and has in the past. Mike Walt said that states determine how elections are conduction to conducted. It's in the Constitution. I don't see some of these blue states changing, and we need to figure out how to go in and fight in that battlefield in the rural area and with senior citizens and with voters with integrity that agree with us. And he's right. He's completely right. Charlie Kirk. Dear Sweet Charlie, saying this uh, uh, yesterday, talking about creating the ballot harvesting mechanisms that can work for us, the House of Representatives, GOP-controlled, thanks to how we performed in states with the most liberal ballot harvesting and vote-by-mail laws, New York, Oregon, California. We can master the system. Democrats are praying that we refuse to try. Charlie is right there, and we really cannot wait to have Lee Zeldin on the program. As we have detailed on this show, it is only because of states, super liberal states in California, Oregon, and New York that we have a Republican majority at all. In fact, Republicans overperformed in New York by and large due to Lee Zeldin being at the top of the ticket and for them running super law and order, solid campaigns inside of a state that allows mail-in voting and that allows ballot harvesting. And Republicans just did it better. Did it better. We can win. 
There's another state where it seems like uh, Democrats may shockingly be losing. This is a state that has ballot harvesting and vote by mail, and Republicans need to get smart in the state of Pennsylvania. The reason why John, human cadaver, mouth-breathing human cadaver John Fetterman can win in Pennsylvania is because he already won before anyone cast a vote on Election Day. John Fetterman, 58% of John Fetterman's votes came before Election Day. They were just harvesting and hoovering up those ballots. Democrats had a mechanism to do it, and we did not. And so what we are looking for now is a system that can work for us inside of these states. You can either change the laws or you can work inside of that system. Now it seems as though Democrats are taking out the trash inside their own state. Larry Kasner, Larry Kasner, the George Soros DA, has been impeached by the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. On Wednesday afternoon, Pennsylvania House of Representatives voted to impeach Philadelphia District Attorney Larry Kasner. House Resolution 240 passed. The resolution states that Kasner engaged in misbehavior in office, nature of dereliction of duty, and refusal to enforce law. Misbehavior as a nature of obstruction in the House Select Committee investigation. It also states that Kasner engaged in misbehavior in office, nature of violation rules towards professional conduct. And so he will be... Let's see, what does the law say? It looks like uh, the resolution, which has been adopted, the legislation says that Kasner fired more than 30 assistant district attorneys, of which many were senior level assistants. This guy is scum. The entire reason you can't walk on the streets of Philadelphia is because of this guy. But it doesn't say exactly where it doesn't say exactly where this goes from here. The House, I don't think, has impeachment power there in uh, in, in Pennsylvania. So I suppose we will. We will see as to where this goes. Be nice for the article to have some type of outlaw as to like where this goes next. In Tampa Bay, there was a district attorney who was sent out on his ass by Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis kicked this man out of office, saying that it is falls to the governor the power to execute the law. And if this district attorney just refuses to enforce the laws of the state, then the governor can kick him out. Does this not apply inside of Pennsylvania? Will this bring pressure to Josh Shapiro in Pennsylvania to kick out Larry Kasner for his horrific, horrific, bloodthirsty, inhuman policies? And speaking of horrific, bloodthirsty, and inhuman policies, Chuck Schumer says that he needs to welcome more migrants because the population is not reproducing on its own. He wants amnesty for 11 million illegal migrants. Just a question here for Chuck Schumer before we play you this clip of Chuck Schumer very predictably demanding, demanding amnesty for not 11 million. They're not 11. That's a lie. There's there's probably more like 50 million illegal criminal migrants here in this country. Tucker Carlson says there's at least 30 million. And who knows how many more the Biden regime has brought in? Two two things here real quickly. Uh, One. The reason they want to do this is because there is no ID and there's no citizenship test for federal balloting. So there's something called a federal only ballot. So they're like straight up saying this now. There's something called a federal only ballot and there's no ID test. So these people get a chance to vote. Okay, you're going to have to show me the mechanism that prevents them from voting. There is no ID. So there's so this happened in Arizona where thousands of people got federal ballots. The reason for illegal immigration and opening the borders is one body equals one vote for Democrats. And they have the system to harvest those votes. And with the federal government, there is absolutely zero 
count it. Zero. This is insane. But for federal office, there is zero ID or citizenship test. That's the reality. And so they need as many bodies as possible to get as many ballots as possible inside of these states. That's the play here. Here's Chuck Schumer saying, ah, let's get millions more voters for Democrats. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. OK, so the guy who's in charge of the party in the Senate. That is for abortion up to and after the point of birth. The guy who is for the chemical castration of children, the guy who is in favor of the destruction of the nuclear family, the erosion of fatherhood, the erosion of motherhood, the erosion of the, the deletion of women altogether as an entity, reducing them to birthing people. This guy is complaining that Americans aren't reproducing enough. This guy. The guy who's for the creation of all, who's for the reduction of all testosterone and sperm counts in this country, reducing men to obese, Cheeto dust covered blobs, incels in their basements, all of them looking like Sam Bankman Freed playing World of Warcraft. That's what Chuck Schumer's party wants zero testosterone, zero fathers. Zero marriage, abortion forever, unlimited abortion, and unlimited chemical castration. And he has the pure bloody cheek to say, we don't have enough babies in this country. Why? We're not reproducing. Why are we doing it? We don't understand. Scum. These people, we've told you they're evil. And now we can prove it. The answer, of course, is no. And the answer will forever be no to any amnesty and will forever be yes to if you wish for American citizenship, you can get in line with everyone else. And if you are here criminally, then you are a criminal, illegal migrant. You broke our law. Not saying you're a bad person. I'm saying you broke our laws. Laws that Chuck Schumer, because he's been around long enough, helped get enacted in the Senate. And this is leading, of course, to Republican governors putting migrants on buses and planes once more and bringing them to liberal cities. Here we go. First migrant bus from Texas border unloads in Philadelphia. We have the clip here, baby. Read it and weep. Drink up those tasty, salty tears from the libs in Philadelphia. All right, busloads of migrants from Texas arriving in Philadelphia early Wednesday morning. Breitbart News video crew captured the moment live. On Tuesday, Breitbart Texas reported that Governor Abbott added the city Philadelphia to a growing list of sanctuary cities that he will be busing migrants to. Since April, Texas's busing strategy has successfully provided much-needed relief to our border communities, overwhelmed by a historic influx of migrants. That's right. Rub their nose in it. That's what you call it. You take a Labrador, Labrador does a uh, does a doo-doo in the house, you rub their nose in it. 
You want to live inside your little sanctuary, say? You want to brag about it? You remember that cringe clip, man? You remember that cringe clip of the uh, Philadelphia mayor dancing about becoming a sanctuary city? Cringe mayor. When, he be- when you become a sanctuary city and he dances? Yeah, they ain't dancing now. They ain't dancing now. They danced becoming sanctuary cities under Trump. And now busloads of migrants are arriving in Philadelphia. No surprise to city officials who spent the weekend planned meetings on how to handle the arrival. Less than 30 migrants in Philadelphia. 300,000 migrants arrive every single month in Texas, but they can't handle 30. Philadelphia Mayor Jim McKenney said that the city would be ready to welcome them with open arms. Okay. New York built tent cities for their migrants, and then they suddenly disbanded those tent cities. Wow, very weird. Right after uh, the midterm elections, uh, Eric Adams decided to axe the tent cities inside of New York. So we'll see what happens in Philadelphia, but we love this strategy, baby. We love this strategy. Hispanics inside of Florida in a preponderance in favor of Ron DeSantis dropping migrants in Martha's Vineyard. Something like 60% of first-generation Hispanics were in favor of the plane rides to Martha's Vineyards. So cry more libs. You can cry more libs at twitter.com as Elon Musk has officially turned Twitter from a faculty, Marxist faculty lounge where everyone gets four-hour naps per day and soul cycle and Zen crystals uh, and no work and wine on demand. Ladies and gentlemen, Elon Musk is turning, uh, turning twitter.com into a real company. What did you think was going to happen? This is a guy who's flying moon missions. This is a guy who wants to land people on Mars and probably will. This is a guy who built Tesla and Starlink. This is a guy who built PayPal back in the day when PayPal wasn't, was a actually decentralized bank. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what Elon Musk is going to do to Twitter. And we drink and sip and actually riverboat through these tears coming out of San Francisco. Twitter employees were told by their new bosses, Elon Musk, that this week they had two options. Commit to his hardcore vision for Twitter or leave the company. God bless Elon Musk. The Washington Post reports... And I think we have an image of Elon's email here. The Washington Post reports that Twitter employees recently received an email from Musk. It's now on your screen, informing them that they had to sign a pledge in order to stay employed at the company. If you are sure that you want to be part of the new Twitter, please click yes on the link below. Read the email to all staff, which included Musk's online form. The message said that anyone who didn't sign the pledge by 5 p.m. Thursday would receive three months severance pay. <laughs> Musk said in his email that Twitter will need to be extremely hardcore going forward. This will mean working long hours on at high intensity. Only exceptional performance will constitute a passing grade. Hmm, Royce, kind of like uh, kind of like around here at the Benny Show. <laughs> you can be good, to paraphrase Nick Saban. You can be good. Most people are good at something. You can be good. You can be great. There's a very small percentage who are great. Like 1% of people are really great at what they do. And then there's a fraction of a teeny percent of people who are elite at what they do. And Elon Musk is elite at what he does. We use, we are power users on Twitter, and we are absolutely in favor of this. We are in favor of being elite 
at what you do. And we try and bring you elite content every single day. A company that doesn't do that, a media company that doesn't do that, that is showing the pain of this is CNN. Bloodbath at CNN. New boss Chris Licht confirms the network will see layoffs as early as December. ABC News is warning of staff cuts. And NBC Universal goes on firing spree. Sayonara, baby. You all knew what was going to happen when Donald Trump wasn't your sweet president. You all knew what was going to happen when you lost Orange Man. You sent him away. And now look, you're all standing in bread lines with AOC. CNN CEO Chris Licht had to speak to employees during a tense company town hall on Thursday as the network faces layoffs in December. Licht, 51, addressed questions surrounding the cuts as he previously indicated during the summer that CNN would not face any need to fire staff. Uh-oh. In the town hall, Licht was unapologetic about an earlier indication that there wouldn't be layoffs, but added that he felt that being honest needed to happen now. Licht, who has overseen the shutdown of CNN Plus... <laughs> In 2022, and the purge of company veterans such as Brian Seltzer, Jeffrey Tubin, and John Harwood. He reportedly did not get into specifics about the layoffs, but said that his teams are not deemed essential to the network's core mission. We're going to be on the chopping block. As it relates to CNN, there are no layoffs per se. A layoff is downsizing, where you are given a target, and that is not happening at CNN, Lick said in a staff-wide event at June. Then in October, he wrote a memo that stated changes will be affecting people in the organization. Let me tell you what's happening at CNN. What is happening at CNN is a bubble, much like a stock bubble that bursts. That bubble was built not on subprime mortgages from the federal government, but on subprime broadcasting based on Donald Trump derangement syndrome and orange man bad syndrome and CNN with the bloated and hysterical infrastructure built entirely upon printing gold that Donald Trump was president and announcing, just like the Washington Post did, announcing democracy dies in darkness as soon as Donald Trump becomes president, announcing that their jobs would be to be the de facto DNC. They are suddenly coming to realize that the vast majority of Americans would rather watch this program or programs like Steve Bannon's War Room, or Tucker Carlson Tonight, or The Charlie Kirk Show, or Ben Shapiro, or whatever, wherever you get your news, that we drink your milkshake when you abandon half your audience. Jimmy Kimmel just said, and later on in the article here, they talk about how ABC plans on laying off tens of thousands of people, that NBC plans on laying off tens of thousands of people. We drink your milkshake. <laughs> we'll drink your milkshake. Because people are looking for honesty. You want to be leftist, fringe apparatchiks? Fine. But let me tell you something. There is a saturated market there. So you're going to take a brand like CNN, which my entire growing up years was sort of seen as an independent, down-the-middle brand, and you are going to go full TDS? Fine. It's your funeral. At least... Companies like mine and brands like ours are honest and we look you directly down the barrel in the eyeball and say, here is what we stand for. This is what we believe. We're not virtue signaling scumbags like this mayor of Philadelphia. We have the video dancing, dancing over creating a sanctuary city inside of Philadelphia. And now that sanctuary city is going to be overrun with criminal illegal aliens. But hey, at least you got a TikTok out of it. 
a sanctuary city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worth like the very thing. Enjoy, pal. Enjoy. At least we don't lie to you. At least we don't virtue signal. At least we tell you exactly what we stand for on this show. God, family, country. That's what we do here. That's our priority. That's how we structure our lives. I am a father. I am a 20-year veteran for covering politics. And these next two years is going to be bruising. It's going to be wild. We thank you for watching today. We say we love you. And we will only deliver you the straight hot dish every single day. You'll need to stay tuned. And these next two years will be critical. We had failures this midterm election, but it was not all bad. We have a Supreme Court. We have the House. We have the investigative power now. We have the subpoena power now. We have learned hard lessons. And we are going to see probably a very bloody primary process that is going to allow the king of the jungle to once again lead the party. Who will it be? We ask for that fight. Let them fight. And let us give you, the Republican primary voters, the conservatives, and the freedom-minded, freedom-loving people, the truth. And that's what we're all here for. That's literally what we're going to do every single day. And we're going to be, we're, we're going to have a fun time doing it. We're going to laugh. We're going to cry. And we're going to win. We're free men and women. And the reason we're going to win is because we fight and we'll do it every single day and we will not let you down. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show.